0: welcome to the Mix era podcast i'm your host djb wise this is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap we're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts who are trying to bridge the gap in eras my co-host this evening will be kev malcolm and terrell today's topic top 10 hip-hop producers of all time so let's get into it so let's start with my main man terrell terrell who are your top 10 producers of all time my top
1: ten producers are Dr. Dre, Timbaland, Ricky Rubin, Nine Wonder, Kanye West, Scott Torch,
0: Swish Beat, DJ Premier, Marley Marl, and RZA. Like that, like that lineup. All right, mm-hmm. Malcolm, what do you think about that lineup?
2: I mean, I I I think it's a pretty good lineup. You know, yeah, uh, I had to start it off. You had to start it off with Dr. Dre. Which is on should be on everybody's list. I feel like there are a few that could be replaced and put in. I know DJ Premier is on there, that's a good one. Swiss Beats, I respect him. I can't remember um what the fourth one he said or third person he said, but um I think one of them I would take out. But due to or him Ricky. not Yeah, Rick Rubin, I mean I, I just don't he's his whole track record, you know, it's I, I Hitman, Hitman Hip Hop is questionable for me in regards to his intentions and stuff like that. So I don't know if I would have put him on my, my top list because there's some other people I would have put on there. But other
0: than that, it was a nice one. Nice list. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's jump into it. Kev, what do you think about that list?
3: It was decent. I think it was, I don't know. It was just, it seemed like it was just a lot of popular producers. I didn't, I didn't, they didn't have enough originality to me. So hey, it was, Ooh. it was. You
1: know <laughs> just basic very basic these are like people that like i listened to like i growed up to listen to throughout my life and i feel like with the criteria that we have these awesome name producers that made good hits and made a lot of money and made a lot had a lot on the billboard to produce
0: yeah i feel that so kev is there any one specific producer that you would challenge on that list i mean
3: not really i mean i'm not saying it's a it's a it's a bad list but like i said i think it's just very generic that's just that's <laughs> just my opinion right i mean you know if i mean you know when, when i first did my list i just did 10 names and it took me about four days before i even edited my list because that's how strong i felt about it but the hip-hop fan in me made me had to adjust some things so it was it was you know i had a lot of unheard of producers i mean what you know non-mainstream producers but you know i just feel like it's just so many you know different sounds and, and and different producers brought to the table you know i think you know outside of just the typical dr dre's or this person or that person i mean there are other guys who had i think enough of an impact that we don't talk about
1: so but like if it comes to that, I feel like the top three those people should have been would either be Ricky Rubin, Timberland, and Scott Torch.
3: I'm I'm I mean, you know, I I'm a I'm a am ai am ai can
1: agree with Rick Rubin because
3: you could pretty much say he was the he was one of the foundations of Def Jam Record. And when you think mm-hmm. of hip you think of Def Jam in most circles. Yeah, you could question his motives or his attentions or things he did down the line, but he always had some sort of impact in hip hop throughout the years. Throughout the right. throughout all this time, he's always had some sort of either he produced a record, he he might have mixed a record, he might have advised somebody on something. So I couldn't take you away from Rick Rubin. Now for Timberland, I'm I'm on the fence on Timbaland. I feel like. Well, I can get into Timberland later.
0: All right. Um, Yeah, I'll get into Timberland later. All right. So, Malcolm, what is uh, your list of top 10 all-time hip-hop producers?
2: Okay, so uh, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to do an order or not. Um, I decided not to. I'm going to start off with Dr. Dre. Um, I had to put him on my list because, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's the forefather in regards to production. Well, not the forefather, but, like, he, he he came in the game very early on, and he's been here forever. He's done. He, he, he He's worth. He's put at number one on my list due to, I mean, he had. I, I wanted to list a few songs, nothing but a G thing. Uh, Jen and Juice with Snoop Dogg. Why Snoop Dogg and In the Club at 50 Cent were some of my favorites that really, like, due to my favorites under songs he produced. Then I want to go to. After him, I have no order. You can switch them around if you want to. After him, I go to For Real and Chad Hugo. Creatives out of uh, Virginia Beach. I really enjoyed the sound they came with. Some of the songs that I could remember them by: Ludacris, Southern Hospitality, Nelly, Hot in Here, Snoop Dogg, Beautiful, Drop It Like It's Hot by Snoop Dogg as well. You know that sound he came with. I feel like he changed the game in regards to all right he's a hit maker and we don't need to make hits the same way as every, every other producer in the past has done it. They did, they did something different. I don't know. It was, it was unique to me. So moving on, had to put Timberland on my list. Uh, another hit maker questionable in regards. I agree with what, uh, Kevin said, he, he, well, he didn't, he didn't go in depth into talking about Tim Timberland, but I could say when we talk about hip hop producers, he makes hits. I'm not going to rely on Timberland to go and make me a classic, a classic, produce a classic hip-hop song for, for the ages. I don't expect him to come and do that. So, I mean, Timberland, yeah, 50 Cents A.O. Technology was one of my favorites that Justin Timberland on it. The Rain by Missy Elliott, you know, Super Duper Fly, and then Jay-Z, Big Pimpin'. Those are some noteworthy songs that they, he came out with. Jay Dilla had to put them on my list. He really um when we want to talk about uh, hip-hop producers, I had to put him on air because his districtography and what he what some the songs that he produced that are considered some of his his biggest uh, biggest songs he's been partnered with they're really hip-hop songs that you can't you can't fake it. Similar to, like, Timberland, he had a lot of songs that crossed, not, well, crossed over, I feel like, on the charts, the pop charts as well. So, Jay Dillard came out with the De La Soul, Stakes Is High, Far Side Running, and the Tribe Called Class Find A Way. Those are some of my favorites from him. So, then, I want to move to Kanye. Um It was hard for me to, it wasn't hard for me to put him on my list, but I, I still. I chose him because I mean you can't really leave him. It's hard to leave him out, with, not on the list, you know. His song, Kanye's song, were Heartless," Drake "Find Your Love" and "Gold Digger," as well as Jay Z's "Encore" were some of my my favorites. I know I would have. I know others probably would have gone with some other songs. I feel like I put two on there that, was, that are staples from his from his um. His catalog, is Heartless and Gold Digger song. His sound was crazy, too. When I, I mean, when I was younger, that's when I went throughout. I caught Kanye at his going into his his prime, I think, and then falling off. He's been, he's and then I caught him when he was going into his prime when I was young. The early 2000s when he came out with a lot of those hits that I would hear on the radio. So, moving on. Can't forget this guy. He's legendary. DJ Premier. If anyone, I put him close up there with Dr. Dre in regards to, I guess, the songs that he's helped put out there and produce. You know, he's a legend himself. Gang Stars, Mass Appeal, KRS-One MCs, Act Like They Don't Know. You know, those are some of my favorites as well as Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. Love that one. DJ Premier has always been a, a... Uh, A noteworthy guy that people bring his name up When we talk about some of the greatest in in regards to production And he's not I I would put him up there top three I don't know I got to He's produced hip hop anthems Specific hip hop anthems You got KRS-One I mean you're not dealing with an artist that's Swapping to be on the pop list and the rap list You know he's a He embodies hip hop as well as some other um, artists he's worked with. So DJ Premier got to put him up there. Then I want to, move to, I want to move to RZA. RZA has to be on the list. You know, he was able to do it both, be an artist and a producer, similar to some other people I listed. I mean, he's a great one. He produced a lot of Wu-Tang and a lot of the members of Wu-Tang's um, songs got to put on there. Cream by Wu Tang, that's a noteworthy one. I could have put some more. I wanted to put Raequan Ice Cream on there. That's another noteworthy song that I really enjoyed from um that uh RZA produced. I'm gonna end it off with these three. We got Just Blaze, we got Cameron. Oh baby, that's a that's a banger. And Kanye West, Touch the Sky, are some of my favorites. Just Blaze, when you look through the the songs, his name is is put by with the, I mean, the song with his name is on in regards to production, great ones, Just Blaze's, I feel like, I don't know if he's top five, I mean, it's hard to get up there with Dr. Dre, I don't know, because his impact is crazy, so I really enjoyed the sound that Just Blaze came out with, crazy, I mean, I never, I never heard, it sound like I was in a trance when I would hear some of the songs that he would have, he he's produced, so just Blaze is a very, very unique guy, unique producer, out of the bunch. Then I want to go to Eric Sermon. I mean, I didn't even know some of the songs that he produced. Like it was crazy when I found out that he was he had he had helped with some of them songs. Um, EPMD, your, your customer is probably one of my favorite hip hop songs. Um, it's up there with the Mods. Back in the day, up there with some other classics. Eric Sermon's a a very great talented producer. He came out with Keith Murray's "The Most Beautiful Thing in the World." That's another anthem. I mean, hip hop anthem. So had to put Eric Sermon on here, and I wanted to end it off with Manny Fresh. This guy. I mean, they say that he's produced coming out the south. Some of the most. I mean, everybody. When we talk about when he was down there with Cash Money, doing his thing. Really, really noteworthy, noteworthy producer. Came out with bling, bling bling with BG and then back that ass up a juvenile no worthy songs um and that's gonna end off my list.
0: Wow, what a great uh, list! Um, love the uh, the back up information that you gave on each producer on why you enjoyed them. Um, super strong. I sped list. it up
2: there a little bit at the end. I could have spoke a little bit more about Manny fresh. That's a legend right there. He could be up there in regards to. The producers that have put in time in the game. Um, I I could add some. I, I wanted to add some other people on the list. You know, Pimp C is another guy that's that's done his thing in the game. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna leave it at my list. I think it's pretty good. You know, leave it up for y'all scrutiny.
0: Yeah, I think it's really strong. Uh, I'll jump in and give my two cents. Again, just super strong. I, I liked everything that you were able to back up, and for someone with you know. Under half of the knowledge that I have, it was a strong, strong list. All right, so I'm gonna pass it on to Terrell. Terrell, what was your opinions of uh, Malcolm's list? There's a lot of people in there that I totally forgot, and I should,
1: and like I did my research, but I kind of missed them. Okay, so like it could be like I can say one or two people I could take off my list and add it on mine, and it's just like like I had the up for my people, but I didn't get to say them, but. I like how he explained his list. It's very, we had like he his sense of how he have his producers is like is wonderful. So I can say hands down on his list.
2: I appreciate it. It's just that like some of the people on here you would have not known at all that they produced some of these songs or were a part of making some of these masterpieces because, I mean, you look on you look on this list. I mean these ten artists are they. have they have contributed to the greatest hits, hip-hop right. hits. Like if you look through, I mean, it's crazy. So you thank care. you. You're
0: welcome. All right. Uh, so let's move on to Kev. Kev, what is your opinions? And I want you to definitely go ahead and get into your Timberland thing. Uh, this will be the best time because I'm pretty sure that you nor I have Timberland on our list. All right, so jump into it, Kev. I like it. It it
3: was, it was, It was kind of like all over. He kind of touched on different regions and different eras of time. So it, it, it was, you know, I like the Eric Sermon one. That, that was, I was surprised to hear that from him. So I, I got to give him props for that. And, you know, I really enjoyed the list.
2: Talk about Timbaland, please, because I was very <laughs> hesitant to put him on the list. I could have switched him out for some other people. I mean, there are I, a lot of other producers. Well, let me I say this. Switch out for him.
3: For for me, it was it was a thing. It was more personal than
2: you know what they did in a
3: music thing. For because in my eyes, when I look at when I look at Timberland, I look at the Neptunes, I look at Virginia Beach, but then I kind of break it down further. Whereas their influence was you know the two brothers from in Jodeci and Teddy Riley kind of influenced those guys, and that for me their sounds were very similar and it's like the Neptunes they they had you know as they were growing and getting more popular it it kind of it kind of had this sound that this sounded the same you know it was kind of like you hear a song on the radio you'd be like oh that's a Neptunes beat you know and no one had to for me and no one had to tell me or oh, oh, oh man that's a that's a Timberland bass line and I agree. it was kind of like I, 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 I didn't like that I, I like I like producers who I mean I understand you can have a signature sound but I think I think for me it was just certain times and with certain artists I feel like certain producers should have went away from that signature and expanded on their beat making skill.
2: It's true because you could I a lot of some of the songs I mentioned with Timberland they had pop artists featured on them songs. A.O. Technology, 50 Cent, when that came out, early 2000s, and that's just something that's off my favorites in regards to one of the songs that he's produced. That song, I could not stop hearing it on the radio, and it was not just on the hip-hop channels. So, and those were for, and I could say that's for a lot of his songs, and it was that sound that I would hear that's like, oh, That does not sound like a regular that's not a it sound like and then i and i associated with timberland you know a lot of missy elliott's um hits that she came out with around my when i was younger early 2000s i could tell it was timberland so it was mm, interesting
3: yeah i mean you know i I can't take nothing away from them you know you know the neptune's becoming big off a a noriega song and you know that song still like I can still just that's on the day. Even the clips first album, I mean, it's still like it still hits hard, but it's still like there's certain elements in their beat making that you know you can hear expansion in some in some aspects, but then for the majority of it, I feel like a lot of this stuff had similar sounds
0: for you know to me. That's all. All right, cool, cool. I appreciate everybody's uh, input there. Um, appreciate that everybody really put in the, the due diligence on this one. All right. So now we're going to move on to me. I have mine in order. I have no honorable mentions. It's just a straight 10. I'm going to start off with Sylvia Robinson at number 10. I'm going to go with number nine, Large Professor. I'm going to go with Rockweiler next. I'm going to go with Organized Noise at six. I'm going to go with Swiss Beats at five. Bomb Squad at four, Herbie Lovebug at three, number two, Prince Paul, and my number one, the legend, Marley Mall. Just giving a little background on some of the ones that I'm pretty sure are going to have some some debate to them. Sylvia Robinson is the producer of the Sugar Hills Gang album. She produced all the songs on it. She produced uh, Grandmaster Flash's first album with the Furious Five. She also produced. The Funky Four Plus One Moors album. She was also the producer for the Treacherous Three album, and she also produced uh, the Sequences album. So she is really the architect of uh, hip hop production. Then going on to my main man Herbie Lovebug. You know Herbie, Haitian immigrant, came to this country uh, and did it big. You know he was the producer for Salt and Pepper. He was a producer for Dana Dane and all their all his hits. You know The Delancey Street. He was also the producer for Sweet Tea. It's my beat. Um, some you know, and in all of her hits, uh, he was also the producer for Kid and Play. You know their hits, Last Night, Getting Funky. He's also the producer of Kwame, the Boy Genius album. You know with uh, the hits from that. And uh, he also did, you know, many others. He had a whole crew of artists that was uh, following him. And uh, he was doing production for him during the uh, late to late 80s into the mid, um, from the mid uh, 80s to the early 90s. Uh, also, you know, got to bring in, you know, the symphony by um, Molly Maul is the most incredible, you know, hip-hop iconic song for me. Um, he produced uh, people like uh, Roxanne Shanté. Temple D, Spoonie G, MC Shan. You know, he was the leader of the Juice Crew. He produced uh, G Rap and DJ Polo's album, Bismarck E, Big Daddy Kane. He also produced LL, uh, Lords of the Underground, Money Love, Mob Deep, Capone and Noriega. He also produced Craig G, and last but not least, My Main Man Tragedy. All right, so we'll go to. Um, Terrell on this Terrell what did you think About my list I
1: like it All right, Like when you said About Molly Marl And I said Okay he got a couple Of songs that I said As well And who you said Was the girl From um, Sugar Hand Again What's her name again Sylvia Robinson See, Sylvia Robinson See I was gonna put A female But I didn't know Her track Is good enough To be on Producer wise So that's why I kinda like fall back I said okay nah, I'm not gonna do it because she's just now started doing producing and stuff so I mentioned is that you did have a female on there cuz I was gonna really put a female on there but other than that your list it was a solid list it's real it's like real bass hard-hitting music that they grind and produce and they show their passion and love for producing these music
0: so I like the list all right, appreciate it. Let's uh, move on to Kev. Kev, what do you think about my list? A plus, man. A plus. Um, the the Molly Mar
3: one at number one. I can't argue with that. I mean he he put together arguably the the greatest hip hop collective in history. I don't. I you'll be hard pressed to find a better group of MCs that could out rap the Juice Crew, and and that was all Molly. Your your three standouts, I would say Herbie Lovebug. I mean, like you know, he doesn't get enough credit. Like he actually he ran he ran hip hop for a long time. I mean, like hip hop radio was pretty much all his work, and no one talked about it. You know, I mean, even now, like you know, we see guys like Drake and all these songs on the radio, and no one shouts this man out or give him any kind of credit for for what he brought to the game. Rockweiler Rockweiler was somebody I took off my list, <laughs> but I love that addition to it and large professor if it wasn't if it wasn't for d j premier, we would be talking about large professor in the aspect that we do premier, and you know he got lost in the shuffle man, and you know for him to get some love is is
0: you know it's appreciated all right, cool, cool what do you think about uh prince paul um can I, can I talk about Prince paul later? No doubt you could definitely do that. Okay, all right. So, uh, Malcolm, what did you think about my list?
2: Um, great list as expected. Um, a lot of guys that you mentioned were guys that I heard of, yeah, I'd heard of, you know, been mentioned to me from from my elders in regards to members of groups and, and who was impacted rap, rap phenomena, rap history, you know, Paulie, Paulie. Uh, what's, what's the guy? Prince Paul. Prince Paul. What's the um? You had a few guys on there. I mean, the lady that you mentioned that had contributed to the Sugar Hill Hero, Sugar album, I did not know that it was a female producer. That's specialty right there. I like that. I like that addition. Other than that, you know, you're number one. I need to do more due diligence because I've heard of him, but it's like I didn't know that they put him. You could put him there. I didn't know that his he has the has has the the ba- the body of work to be able to be placed up there. So I most definitely have to listen to more of that. So good list.
0: Yeah, Molly Mall, Mall deserves to be at that one for someone in my age range. Based on you know, I was there for his bodies of work. He didn't have as much crossover success as the um, DJ Premier, but if it wasn't for uh, Molly Mall and you know Bomb Squad and a few other producers during that time. Uh, I don't know where rap would have made it to before you know before the 90s if it wasn't for you know Molly Mall and Herbie Lovebug. They literally got you from the 80s to the 90s, they were they, they flooded the airways with music. I mean, they, I mean, you know, what else I even forgot for Molly Mall, he produced Master Ace. You know, Big L, you just can't, you can't hold a stick to what those two guys put in to get us from the beginning stages of hip hop with the disco beats to get us to the golden age of the 90s. So definitely, that's why you got to do your due diligence on those two cats. All right, so we're going to move on to our main man, the historian of our group, the brother who goes real deep with it, and I'm pretty sure he's going to bring to the table some producers that I may not even know. So Kev, do your do your thing, man. Like I said earlier, this this list was it was easy,
3: then it became hard. My first ten names were all personal and and it was kind of like I didn't want to waver from it, but the the fan in me was like, I, I you know, I gotta show love to hip hop in general. So I got honorable mentions because I still feel um, strongly about some of these producers. So I'm gonna start with my honorable mentions first. I'm gonna go with Jean Grey. She produced a lot of her own stuff, but like, you know, she's my favorite female of all time. And, and I'm, I'm always gonna show her love. I got Three Six Mafia. For them to win a Grammy that wasn't a hip hop Grammy is, is an accomplishment. Um, I think Common is like the only other, but they did it first. They what they won. It's hard out here for a pimp, you know. They was the first to do it, and for from where these guys came from, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. They they really want the big mainstream artists, and for them to you know win that Grammy for that song, that's big. Um, I got Just Blaze. A lot of people know him for his Rockefeller stuff, but for me, Just Blaze's best work was what he did with Jay Electronica before, you know, before Jay really, really blew up big. Um, Jess Blaze was there for that. A personal favorite of mine is Beats by the Pound, uh, the No Limit production house. They were in my top 10. I had to knock them down. It's, it's just, it's just something about that No Limit sound during that time. And when like No Limit was running things, it just, you know, it just had a certain effect on me. So I had to show them love um rick rubin is in my honorable mentions like i said before he's kind of he's one of the architects of def jam records which is like you know the biggest entity in hip-hop even if you know def jam is not as big as it once was today but we still can't forget them jazzy jeff you know we you kind of think of his stuff with the fresh prince but outside of what he did with will smith is phenomenal if you check out his discography you'll be surprised so my last honorable mention is actually my number 11 and it was hard for me not to put him in my top 10 so my number 11 is eric sermon you know ep yes everybody knows him from epmd i mean even now like uh he 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 put out an album last year one of the the best albums that came out in 2019. I would I put it up against almost anything that came out last year. He created his own squad outside of EPMD, the Depth squad, which was him, Redman, Keith Murray, and they had quality stuff and he also helped you know mentor Redman into producing. So he's my number 11. So I'm I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Number 10 I go with the Bomb Squad. You know they were the production team behind Public Enemy, but also they they were there for Ice Cube in his early solo career. And I didn't know this, but they did uh, they did some work with Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick early on, which was shocking to me. So having them on, in my top ten made it even just that that much sweeter. Uh, number nine, I I go with DJ Premier. He probably should have been higher, but I think I think the other guys above him had a more personal effect than me. But, I mean, DJ Premier, even right now, is still producing, like, just banging, banging beats, and he's my number eight. I mean, he's my number nine. Number eight, I go with Mike Dean. Um, a lot of people don't know Mike Dean, but he, he's, like, he's a, I mean, he produced, like, so many hits for so many southern rap artists that he he is what the west coast is. I mean what Dr. Dre is to California, Mike Dean you can actually, you can honestly say he is to the southern rappers. That, that 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 means something. He's huge down there. Um number 7, I'm going with No ID. He's been, you know, Kanye considers No ID his mentor. But on top of that, he has hits upon hits and Jay-Z's last album 444 that was the majority of no ID beats and you know you can you can say 444 as a if not a classic it's damn near a classic um number 6 is 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 somewhat iffy for me because I had Q-Tip and I had Dilla on my list and I didn't know where to put them at so I put them together um so they were in a production team called the Uma. And that's who number six is for me. Yeah, everybody knows Dilla, but a lot of people don't give Q-Tip any credit. He was there along the ride. He did, he did beats for Tribe and himself and a host of other artists, man. And I and I think that Q-Tip deserves his love too. But their production team as a whole is just phenomenal. You know, it's kind of for me, it's kind of hard to single one of them out when I believe they did so much work together. Number five. I got Prince Paul. Outside of what he did for Sethosonic or De La Soul, you can kind of say Prince Paul was one of the 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 leaders in what became known as the backpack movement. Whereas, you know, you got those more soulful beats, what kind of artists they use different samples and they weren't kind of afraid to experiment with, you know, you know, a little bit softer sounds as 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 opposed to that hard rap style number four i got Rizza. you know it's just you know his catalog with the wu-tang as a group the wu-tang as solo artists what he did with the grave diggers and movie soundtracks and all that it's just you know it's phenomenal and he deserves to get the love number three uh it's kanye you know i i, I don't need to go into that, that that's just it right there number two uh dr dre once again, I don't have to really go into it. You know, we know his hits. Uh, my number one is going to be a huge surprise, and my number one is Madlib. He's like one of the. He he might be the most versatile producer in hip hop history. Uh, a lot of people know him for how he took the blue note catalog and kind of flipped it and made it very hip hop. But he had collaborations with what Jay Dilla, and that people still talk about to the day. Um, he had hits with MF Doom. I mean, lately, him and Freddie Gibbs have been putting out like classics. You know, the past three, four years, man. And you know, Madlib is just one of those producers that, you know, if if you if you know, you know. But if you don't know, it's like, you
0: know, how can you overlook this guy? So that's my number one. Solid list as is expected. Really appreciate you with your due diligence and and and. Teaching the young people, you know what it's like to know hip hop. All right. So, um,
2: do you mind if I start?
0: Go right ahead.
2: Uh, I have some comments. Okay. We're gonna start with, I believe his name is No ID. Am I correct? Correct. All right. So I'm gonna have to say, not sure about that Jay Z 444. Uh, Do not consider that a classic at all. And the beats were not that good. Not gonna lie to you. So what's going on there? but you pick
3: one album though. Ah,
2: I'm you saying you
3: pick one album though. But you, but this is, the, this is mental. For, you
0: I got Kanye it. on
3: your
2: list, and so the guy that I was, it was gonna Kanye. take, I would have put, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna just say that one point, and then move on to Q-Tip one. Q-Tip, I was going, I should have put him on my list. Great producer. I could have switched out Q-Tip for Kanye on my list easily. I okay. get, he has he has touched everywhere. Kanye's touched everything. I mean, he's he's left his imprint on everywhere in regards to hip hop. Whatever. He's produced for a lot of people. I get that that can say, that can that can attest to him being taught by NoID, his 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 mentor, I believe. That's what you're saying? Yes. I'm just saying that his work, I believe his work on that 444 was not something that you could use as a, I don't use that as a as a resource in my conversations at all. I can't. That was not, I don't think that's credible because if you talk to someone that's actually listened to that album, that's in any age range, are they, well, unless they're a Jay-Z fan fan, I feel like, or a East Coast, East Coast rap fan fan, they're gonna say, oh, they might, they might attest to it even hadn't even listened to it just because Jay-Z. I don't think that album was that, i don't think that's a classic for jay-z i don't know and then beats on there ugh, i don't know family feud none of the songs i oh my not none of this i'm a i list that's one thing i do listen to i will i will put a song on a playlist on one of my playlists if you have good production that stands out that's something that i i if regardless if you're or a bad artist if it's too bad I can't put it on any any playlist but if your beats or something that I would like to listen to I'm gonna put you on a playlist no song on his album are on any of my playlist and it's for a reason
3: well let me say this
2: i, I mentioned four and he has 4, the 4. money he has the money to get better production but let me I'm say just
3: this. saying I mentioned four 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 because that's one of his latest that's one of the latest albums he did a lot of work mm. for. but for for me as a as a older guy i guess above 40 444 spoke to me because it was real grown up yeah. very grown up the sample the 444 sample who if you listen to that original song
2: i agree man, i agree him, yeah. fi-
3: him finding that sample was amazing
2: it sounds I- like I somebody it. grown up some someone's grown grown rapper it's i don't know if i'm putting it with any of like you know the tribe has put out some how some what was that album they put out that was a masterpiece what was that most recent album they put out i can't well, recall I mean, it's, a, it's a different vibe, that though. one i'm just saying like you it's know it's how a, the older artists vibe. are putting out putting out music during our time and it can still catch traction that's another group that put out a put put out put out some work and it caught traction and they're one of the the artists from from our yesteryear how about this? yesteryear you they look up say yesteryear but
3: you look up no IDs production credit i will and if, and if you feel if you still feel the same i can accept that but
2: i'm just saying if you're gonna use that as but you pick one album though. i'm not you picking one, one album. album i'm just saying i gotta correct you on that he produced people for common too you're gonna say you gonna that's say that. great say i know common has, has some Every, every, oh, Common has not, Common has had a track record of average to below average beats. He has noteworthy songs with samples from older songs, you know. I can, we can pull up, I mean, Common, Common has some, some very nice, nice beats, yes. I don't know if they're all produced by No ID, but I can tell you that the people, we can go, I want you. Those are some great. Those are some, for me. I'm talking about those stellar. Whoever produced those, I give my hand to them. But I mean, I hear you. You know, I hear you. rising No ID, I'll do my due diligence and I'll give you an assessment. But uh, I don't know about. I don't know about that one. Mm-mm.
0: Well, let me not step sure. in as the moderator and say that I'm not a huge fan of No ID, but at least I like to put this on the table. That if you're going to do your due diligence, I need you to know that. No Idea also did Jay-Z's. He was a a heavy producer on Jay-Z's Blueprint 1 and 2, and he was also uh, a heavy producer on The Gift and The Curse. So check those uh, projects out by him to see if you like him. And if that doesn't float your boat, he was also a heavy producer on Ghostface Killer, Pretty Tony album, uh, Method Man's To Kill album, and also on... um, dmx's album so he does have a noteworthy discography so check his this Someone
2: said it's not noteworthy we're just saying how okay move on move on to your
0: next one whatever problem you got any other uh producers on the list you have problems with malcolm
2: no okay so we can
0: debate albums down the road as as homework all right so if i can put put that on the table that let's debate albums down the road and we'll do that as one of our homework assignments or uh, one of our questions of the week. All right, so we're gonna move on. Terrell, what did you think about uh, Kev's uh, list? I
1: like it. Now with the no ID one, I must say I will defend Kev. No ID. I forgot to put him on my list. He's a brilliant, cause I remember I seen a documentary where Goldface Killer came to him to help him with the album. Goldface Hiller had, I think I'm supposed to say, he had about 10 songs. ID sex scratched all of his songs that he put down. He said, We're going to go back. We're going to go for what you originate is. And with that being said, if he didn't do that, Goldface album would not be where it was at to this day. So I give no ID his credits. Yes, I know that he was in Blueprint. And, but he was a kept, and I can feel like this, he was one of the person that was a kept secret from the industry. That he don't get his props. He was the best keep, six, six. he was the best keep person. So, I'm going to defend Kev with no ID. Other than that, his list, I can always count on you and Kev, which I was. It's always going to be a legendary list, which makes us youngins got to come at, come up to the big leagues to overtake y'all list but we still are learning so i can say this your list is good kev
0: all right i really appreciate that terrell um just want to say this i hope that we're not looking at as a competition but more of a learning thing and i love that you said that you're learning and i want you guys to gather the uh the knowledge that we've had over these years you know um you're going to be at what's called the hip hop enthusiast and you got to dig deep you got to do your due diligence you got to follow producers see where they went high where they went low and be able to criticize them objectively all right Right. so let's move forward with this week's homework and this this week's homework was two artists uk artists Uh, the first artist is the first artist is storm z with superhero and then the second artist is steflon don with secure. All right, we're gonna jump into the youngins and let them do this first and then us old heads will give our two cents. So uh Malcolm, what did you think about those two artists?
2: Um the little stormsy jump, that was tough. Um I watched the visual, it was cool. I liked that song. And Stefan Dunn, you already know she gonna come on she gonna come on song and put some put something together, you know. That was a powerful, nice song. I liked it, I enjoyed it. Both of them are pretty lyrical. You know, I wouldn't put them on, you know, you know me, I, I'm, I'm, I gotta, eat, I listen to, I, I, I don't know. I probably wanna put put them on, like, in my car, but there's some good songs. I like the Stormzy one a lot better, though. I like that song. It's good about some positive stuff, you know? Very positive. Enjoyed it.
0: All right, cool, cool. Um, Terrell, what did you think about those artists? Well... Well,
1: Stormzy, I always listen to him. I've been listening to him from he when he was underground, and when he made his made his debut to come up out of underground, I was like, yes, finally, UK could finally we could finally hear what UK have to bring to the table. And when he started getting more mainstreaming, I was like, yes, keep doing it, keep doing it. I could vibe out to his songs any given day. I love it. Now, stuff the dawn. I don't know how people gonna take this, she is, and I repeat, she is the UK little Kim. I'm, I don't care what anybody have to say. She is the UK little Kim. She'll give you that verse and she will go hard on it. And she will go hard on that verse from the beginning to the end. And I love that about her. I just want her to get a little bit more push for she could come to the to United States come mainstream to the United States, even though she is, I just want her to get that extra push to show people like, here, I'm here to stay. I'm not just no hair girl, X, Y, and Z. I'm here with, with the bars and stuff. And I want her to be in those top
0: conversations with other other female rappers. All right, cool, cool. Appreciate that information. Uh, we're gonna move on to Kev. Kev, what did you think about those two artists? You know,
3: I, I think both are very, very dope. For Storms, man, when he when he released the Gang Signs and Prayers album, man, if you get a chance to listen to that, phenomenal, phenomenal album. And it kind of set him apart from everyone else. But the uh The Heavy as the Head, that was that was one of the five best albums that came out last year. Like, you know, I'll put it up against. Damn near anything, almost anything that came out last year. It was one of the best, one of my favorite albums. He's approaching legendary status over there in the UK. He's, you know, he's, you know, you still got Kano and Wiley and a couple of other guys, but Storms is getting there. And I don't think a lot of people even realize that Drake is starting to adapt some of his styles and into what he's doing. So that's a big accomplishment. But Steph... She's phenomenal, but I think Steph, she has to make some sort of adjustment, and I can't say what it is, but she will always be, for me, a what if, because right now, she could, she will be either 1A or 1B as far as females in the UK. Lady LaShaw is is right there, is right there beside her, either ahead of her or right a step behind her, and that's why I think that's holding Steph back. Like, she has not been able to pull away as as far as, you know, like just big time female mainstream over there in the UK. But no, she's dope, man. You know, I really, really like her, though.
0: All right, cool. I really appreciate that. Um, Stormzy, the the head that wears the crown is heavy. Phenomenal album, um, along with many of his other albums. Strong artist, keeping real hip hop alive. He grew out. And that's what we want in hip hop. No one's saying you can't make that really hot album about the streets. But at a certain point, once you got a large number of uh, ducats in your pocket, you can't keep rapping about the streets in the same way. And what Stormzy has done is grow, and that's what's important. He is definitely killing the game. Uh, If he could sign a distribution deal here in America, it would change the game altogether. If he would, leave his current company and just go into independent and get a distribution deal, which he could because he sells millions of albums and millions of plays. He could really change the game and and maybe teach these knuckleheads here in America, how to do, how to do it. Uh, my favorite song on that album is heroes, superheroes. It is amazing. It ain't all about inspiration, but it's about the flow. It's about the, the double entendres. It's about the fact that he put thought into what he raps about. Uh, moving on to Steflon Don, like Kev said, I believe Lady sure is ahead in, ahead of the game for, uh, above her. Lady Lashure just, she is making her own wave. And that's important. Being a ripoff of Lil' Kim is really, you know, it was great for the first album. At a certain point, you gotta step away. You gotta change up the game. You gotta do something different. Um, I think that Nicki Minaj started in that way but then took her own route and i think that if steph is going to really put her stake in the ground she's going to have to do the same thing she's got to change the game i'm like kev i don't know what she needs to do but she's got to change her game up again both artists still are what's keeping hip-hop alive in my mind they beat out pretty much every rapper in america if you ask me that are is below the age of 30 you know I, I just not I'm not feeling nothing that is going on under the age of thirty because they're not growing. Yeah, you make your first album about the trap, cool. After that, come on, give me something a little bit more than that. You done been around the world, you've seen things, you 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 toured. You should have more to your uh repertoire than let's talk about trap again, then after we didn't talk about trap again in the second album, let's move on to talking about how much money we got. Okay, you got a lot of money, and you was in the trap. Tell me something else. That's my two cents. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate the conversation this week. Another really, really good debate. Just want to let the fans know we are planning to do a live show at some point and bring you in for questions and comments. But in the meantime, you can email us at underagroovenetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's underagroove network at gmail.com with your questions and comments we appreciate all of your listening until next time peace